Welcome to the Homeschool with Ease podcast. If you're looking for practical ways to teach your children, plan your curriculum, and gain the mindset you need for homeschooling, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Homeschool with Ease podcast. My name is Nancy McHale and thank you so much for tuning in. So I, before we get into today's episode, I did want to remind you of a couple of things. I, If you don't already know, I work with homeschool parents to set up a customized, personalized curriculum for their kids and figuring out how much to teach their kids of what they need to teach and set all of it up so that you know exactly what to do with your kids every single day. A lot of times parents just don't know where to start and they feel frustrated and flustered and like they don't know whether or not they can actually homeschool their kids. And so what I do is I come in and I help you set it all up so you just execute and homeschool your kids and enjoy it and you know that you're doing everything that you need to do in order to help them succeed and learn what they need to learn. So if you're interested, email me at nancy at buildaproject.net or you can always message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm available all those ways. Um, if you even just want to get on a complimentary strategy call, first call is free to kind of talk it out and see if it's a right fit for you. In addition, I also have project-based learning resources that you can simply download, print out, and implement with your kids. And they are on a range of topics. And I have projects for kindergarten through 10th grade. And the topics range from weather to anatomy to camping to business to geography. I have a variety of topics and all you have to do is implement it. They are open and go resources. They're hands-on. They really get your kids thinking, problem solving about the topic and they get engaged. They get interested in it because it has to do with something relevant and relatable to something in their life because all project-based learning is is solving real world problems so you can find those at buildaproject.net shop now for today's episode i'm going to be talking about two major points about reading so the first part will be how to teach reading tips on teaching reading the second part will be ways that you can help your child really grow their love for reading because obviously we want our kids to grow their love of reading because that will help them in every way possible because they will always have to read and we just want them to enjoy it and like it and be willing to read right like we want our kids to pick up a book at their leisure and read. So I'm going to be talking about ways that we can help foster that love of reading for our kids. So the first part is tips on teaching reading. 
Now, I remember when I first taught kindergarten, I realized that I had to teach these little people how to read. It felt like a huge responsibility. It is a huge responsibility. And it's funny because I received my credential in teaching. I took classes on reading and the method of reading and all of that. But I didn't really remember how to teach reading. So I basically had to kind of reteach myself to teach reading, which was felt funny to me, but you don't really realize that as adults that we have to figure out the steps in order to teach such a foundational skill. So thankfully, with a lot of research, time, and experience, I've gained some really great tips on helping children to read. Now I'm able to work on teaching my children how to read. Well, two out of three know now, <laughs> but I have one more to teach. And these are the steps that I take to teach reading. So the very first step is to make sure that they know the letters. So letter recognition. I've spent a few days on each letter, practicing the sound, showing items that start with that letter, tracing the letter, and create a craft about the letter. So in it, so the step first step is actually letter recognition and phonics. Because when we're teaching the letters to our kids, we want to also teach them the phonics at the same time. So when you're teaching them the letter A, you might say A, 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 and pair it with the phonics because really the phonics is more important when you're teaching reading so they can practice the sound of the letter. When I practice with my four-year-old and I'll ask him what is this letter, he will instantly go, H or a, a, apple. Sometimes he doesn't even know the letter name, like he might not know A or H, but he'll say the sound. Which to me is more beneficial because when they are to learn to read, they need to know the sound. So when you're teaching the letter, teach the, the name and the sound at the same time. And so, yeah, spend a few days on each letter, depending on how quickly your child picks it up, and live with that letter for two or three days. And, you know, even things that they see around the house or outside, point it out. If it's the letter T, point out, look, that's a t -t tree. And so they can just associate that letter with the sounds that they're hearing. The second step is after we've gone through the entire alphabet, which would probably, depending on your child, might take a month or two months, um, really focus on the phonics. So we've taught the letter and we've taught the phonics, but we also really want to focus on just reiterating the phonics for every letter. So you might wanna go through the whole alphabet and practice just the phonics because that's what they need to know to read. The third step would be moving on to blending two letter words and sounds. So when I 
teach a word. So let's say I usually start with like at, A-T. So all those are, you know, it's a very easy, there's so many words that go with at as well that kids are used to like hat and cat, sat, bat. So when I teach these letters and the sounds together, what I do is I write A-T on like a whiteboard or a paper and when I am going through the sound, I will model first for my son and I'll say, and I'll point with like a pencil or the marker and I'll put it under A and I'll go ah, and then I'll move it to the T and I say T. So it's at and I'll move the pencil back and forth between the letters at, at, at. And then I will draw an arrow underneath the word to show that I'm blending it. So it's much easier to show, but since you're just listening, um, hopefully you can picture it in your head. So I'll start from the letter A under the word, and I'll draw a line under the whole word while I'm blending the sounds together. Say so he knows that I'm blending the two sounds and that's what it's supposed to be when you're reading. So I'll draw the arrow as I'm saying at, and I'll say over and over and over. And in between this process, my son is repeating it after me. So I, he, you know, I have him say at, at, and then we'll draw the line under at. My, um, the, my baby son that I'm teaching, the last one I'm teaching to read, um, he likes to draw the arrow under. So I let him do that. And that's really great too. I've seen ideas with like Play-Doh or sand would be another good one, or even maybe like shaving cream would be kind of fun if your kid is into that. But just the idea of showing them that those two letters blend together. On my website, in the free resources section, I actually have, um, so when you teach them like AT or AS or um, IT, like those are called word families. And then you're adding letters in front of that word family. So I have a word family flip book in my free resource section with all the letters and the, and different words that you can make with like at and it. Um, so you can find that at buildaproject.net slash shop and just click on free resources. So you could use that for this third step that I just explained. Then from there, the fourth step would just be to practice. Practice the blending of the two letters. And then when your child is ready to go from the two letters to three letters, then start adding those letters in front of the word family that you're working on. So like, let's say you're doing at, so then start putting a S in front of it. Start putting a B, an H. And so what I have on my website, the word family flipbook is like you would stack up the first letter on top of each other and you make like a flipbook with that first letter. So you just flip over every letter and say at or sat, hat, bat. So they go through all the words and they know that's the same sound for the last two letters, but you're just adding a sound in the front. So then you just add in, you practice more word families, you know, slowly just from there, it's just practicing as much as you can. 
And then when you feel like they are ready to move on to like a very short book, something that's like preschool level, maybe one word page books or two words, then you can start incorporating that. And before you know it, they're going to start reading more fluently and be more comfortable with it. So that's the idea behind teaching how to read. And like I said, so I'll kind of go over the steps really quick. So the first is teaching the letters, recognition, and the phonics. Then we want to go over all of the letters and focus on the phonics more so. And then the third step would be starting to blend two letter sounds. And then the final step is just practicing and increasing the word letter, the um, increasing the the length of the word from like two to three letters and then adding in books when they are ready. There are several ways to teach reading. For me, this is what I found works best and I did this with my students as well and now my children. And I like to note that it's important to not having to I like to note that it's also important not to start having your child read too early before they're ready because it can cause frustration and discouragement. Like if you feel like they're ready or like you want to introduce it to them and they're picking up on it and they like it, great, keep going. But if they're just not getting it at all, maybe take a couple weeks and then come back to it and still you know, you can always expose them and read to them and make reading a really fun and enjoyable experience, but maybe not push the phonics and the reading as much until they're ready. This would also work for older children who are, you know, are at grade level and they need to read. Going back to the foundation is really the best thing you can do. I see parents comment all the time, like, my child is in first grade or second grade and they don't know how to read. Really, the only thing you can do is take steps back to the foundation and see where the problem is and work from there. Because if you, you know, there are programs or methods or ways, of course, but really what's really going to help your child is to start at the foundational level and then work up. So now I'm going to talk about how to foster that love of reading for our kids. So the first tip that I have is to pick books that they would enjoy, maybe topics on they like, uh, maybe topics about things that they like, or even types of books, like maybe a comic type of book or um, a fictional, non-fictional book, depending on what they like. And this, the you know, this is just in general, make, helping our kids love to reading. And then especially if they really just don't like to read. Pick books that they enjoy. I found that, you know, I always encourage my kids to read and I have an eight-year-old son and they, you know, he kind of fights me sometimes. Sometimes he's really into reading. Sometimes he he's not. He has his moments. But I really, the last time I talked to him about it, i I found that he likes nonfiction books. Like if he has a book about basketball or he has a book about um, he's really into the Rubik's Cube or anything like that, like he will open it up himself. I don't have to tell him to read. He'll start to read if it's about something that he likes. So 
really finding what they want to read about, maybe taking them to the library, having them choose out the books, or um, just exploring different types of books, right? Like we want our kids to obviously advance in reading and read um, chapter books at their grade level and, and so forth. And, and yes, we should continue to try to do that, but we should also take into account what they like to read and what they want to read because that's what's really ultimately going to help them grow that love of reading. The next, the next tip that I have is to find out what the discrepancy is with them not wanting to read. They might not feel like they're good at reading. Whether they are or not, they might not feel confident, so they don't want to even attempt it or try to read, and so they just might not want to read. They might not have found the types of books they enjoy. Some kids want like a purpose for reading. They want to learn something or they want to achieve something with it. They might not like fictional books. So, you know, finding out the core issue of why they don't want to read or don't like to read might help in figuring out what steps you can take to help them get past that and hopefully ultimately enjoy reading. The next tip that I have is to set a timer. So we, you know, at, we know that the more they practice, the more that they'll get better at reading. And if they really don't want to read, but they need to, or you really like want them to, to get better, then set a timer. Tell them, you know, maybe the idea of reading is a lot in their head. So tell them you only have to read for five minutes or even 10 minutes, whatever you think that they'll, they'll maybe start higher and then go lower. <laughs> um, and just tell them, read for this amount of time, and then you don't have to read, you know, the rest of the day. And then hopefully they'll enjoy it when they start to enjoy it more and more. You can increase the time or maybe not even need a timer. And the fourth tip is to habit stack. So if you ever read that book, Atomic Habits, James Cleary, he, he talks about this. And so habit stacking is basically where you're adding a habit to another habit that you are that you are already doing. So he gives the example of like, you know, a lot of us aren't good at flossing our teeth, right? So um, maybe, and then he says like, every time you brush your teeth, floss at the same time. So you're stacking that habit onto one that you you are already doing. So with our kids, maybe like in terms of reading, we can have them read every time they want to go play outside or maybe every time they want to watch TV, they can read. So anything that they are already doing, they can stack this habit of reading onto what they're doing. Or if they, every time they have to do a math page, they'll read five pages or something to that effect. So um, just stacking it and making it part of their routine could be beneficial. Or even having it be in the morning. Okay, every time we eat breakfast, we're going to read five pages. And maybe you can read too and show them that, you know, this is a lifestyle, right? Like you're reading, the kids are reading at the same time. It could be a nice, quiet reading time. So I hope that some of these tips help and let me know what you try. I'd love to hear from you and 
if this helped and would help your kids. Uh, if you know a friend that has trouble with having their kids read or wanting to teach their kids how to read, please share this episode with them. And if you have a minute, I would love if you could rate me five stars for this episode. And I hope to talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in.